the woman doesn't understand or doesn't have a, a great importance on the, the concept of trade-offs. Because like they want their cake and eat it too. They want their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Where, and everyone, all guys, everyone wants their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like it's a universal truth. Like who wouldn't want to do that, totally. right? But like with guys, I feel like like women are, are, are Men are more rooted in like the reality, the, the, the harsh reality of nature. Yeah. 47% of fathers experience weight gain during the third trimester of gestation. That was a study done in 1986. And then most, uh, most of them report pregnancy symptoms in men, um, which are thought to be psychosomatic. I'm packing on all my weight from here to here, from my chest to my freaking armpits. Like... And it's just like sticking there. You know the crunch uh, machine in the gym, like in the rec center, WBO? She would get an orgasm doing that machine. Really? Yeah. So she would tell me that she would like go work out and she would orgasm on that machine. Oh, yeah. I know. I know her. Welcome back, guys. It's Nancy Anderson. And Max Anderson. I'll leave the intro to you. You're much better at it. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. Um, welcome back to our podcast. We're going to dive in today and talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to do live reactions for Wild Wednesday, um, some things about post-pregnancy hormones and how dad's hormones actually changes when mom is pregnant and kind of why that is. Let's go into Wild Wednesday because it's kind of along the same like sexual theme and then we'll okay. finish with the other stuff. Right. So we had a, our, this is our live uh, Wild Wednesday reaction segment of the show and this week's topic was things that turn you on but shouldn't. <laughs> What's something that turns you on, Max, that shouldn't? Oh, that's an easy one. Whenever you're mean to me. Yeah, why? That's weird. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. It doesn't happen that much, though. Well, that's... It doesn't happen that much, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Um, no, I mean, it hasn't... Ra- yeah, recently. Well, I'm just like a raging bee. No, it's it's not like it, it, there can't be like actual like substance to it. You know what I mean? So like, I'll, 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 I'll like I'll like unpack this kink. It's not it's if I like kink. fucked up. Like if I did something like bad or I'm like, oh, I feel like re- regretful and remorseful, remorseful. Like that's not a turn on. But if you're just being a bitch because of like something you're upset about, you know, and not not to sound like you're really upset or I do nothing wrong, but like, you know what I mean? Like if you're with your partner, like usually in our relationship if if you're upset it's more about something you're dealing with internally than like something i did to you and vice versa yeah um so like yeah if you're like angry about something or like rude i think it's kind of hot like i have pointed that out before but hearing you actually admit it is like oh i maybe i need to work on that more because i feel like i haven't been like that Recently, yeah, not recently, but really you haven't have really to, like, been like into live out, me at all live recently. out your kinks. Yeah, but you haven't been, like been really. You've just been like really into like other things recently. Yeah, like having a newborn. Yeah. I don't know, recovering from a C-section. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Yeah, being I mean, nine I'm months not, pregnant. Not packing your own stuff. <laughs> just just like, you say other things like I like picked up a new hobby. <laughs> it's like I mean, other things. I'm not gonna list baby. them all. Like. Okay, this is um. Well, I'm trying to think of something that turns me on but shouldn't, and the only one I can really think of is the smell of your armpits. Oh, definitely yeah. Definitely turns me on. Yeah. Still? Isn't that weird? It's actually, I looked this up once, and it's a thing. It's like the pheromones that they give off. Like, 
if you're trying to breathe, what's it is basically about to throw up behind the camera right now. She's like gagging behind the camera. Like you are fucking sick, girl. <laughs> she says I'm gross. It is gross though, I know, but I do love the smell. I like of his your armpits. smell too. You smell like onions. Oh god. Onions. You get a nice you sweat going. Descriptive. Onions. It's true. You know it. It's it. true. You know it. Yeah. I mean, if I let it like marinate for longer than it should. Mm. That's what I'm talking. Oh, there you go. It does kind of smell like In and Out. That's go. my VO. Animal style. Yeah, animal <laughs> style. <laughs> we got some really good ones that the community entered in of things that turn them on but shouldn't. One of the weirdest ones that I I think is this one. It says something that turns me on that shouldn't. Scratching a jellyfish sting. Hopped in the shower immediately and scratched it. I almost orgasmed. <laughs> that is what is wrong with you? That no, is just so weird. I'm just kidding. I was like, you like what you like? Yeah. I was like, in my mind, that took a turn. Because I, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I like that. That is great sensation, like itching, uh, like a scratch. I'm like, I can get that, but it's like, <laughs> like I never. It took too lovely. Yeah, I was like, that's not that. It's too far. This is another one that personally grosses me out. Something that turns her on but shouldn't is pubic hair on men. The bushier, the better. Okay. You and me. Max would get along great. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Who was that? Who submitted that one? <laughs> that's disgusting. Her handle is. No, that's kidding. disgusting. Always a non. Don't uh. worry. Um, my knees getting rubbed. I figured that one out in PT. Oh yeah. You like your knees getting rubbed? No, but I, that's a, <laughs> that is a soft spot. That's okay. So I guess that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hearing myself after the, I do that to Paisley. Paisley does. It that, does kind of tickle, weird. I guess, okay. around your knee. Knees, yeah, yeah. It's but very I would sensitive. describe it as turning me on. Yeah, we always do that. Like, would you put your like? I do it to Paisley. You do it to the boys sometimes. You put your like finger like this and like. Oh yeah, like that, that does on, feel on cool. their knee. Yeah. Um, this one, she said, embarrassing, but pumping turns me on, but it shouldn't. My first time I was, oh, I was like, gas. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing, but pumping. First time I was like WTF, but it must be the nipple simulation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I personally, like if I described it as anything, it would be annoying or painful pumping personally now that my nipples are super like toughened up it doesn't hurt anymore um but it's more like annoying it's like someone to me pumping is like someone like tapping your shoulder and just never stopping for like seven minutes and you're just like oh my god get off of me yeah you probably get like desensitized to it over time yeah yeah i don't love it i mean yeah. Uh, another one, which I thought is so funny because I had a sorority sister in college that did, had this exact same thing. And I hear this a lot from clients over the years is I get corgasms doing ab exercises like the ab wheel or different exercises that like stimulate the clitoris. Mm. Um, Corgasm. That's funny. But I had a sorority sister. I won't name who it is. But you know the crunch uh, machine in the gym, like in the rec center, WVO? She would get an orgasm doing that machine. Really? Yeah. So she would tell me that she would, like, go work out, and she would orgasm on that machine. Oh, yeah. I know I know her. What's the first I'm letter? Just, I'm just joking. I was <laughs> just joking. What's yeah. the first letter of her name? <laughs> we just knew her as Corgasm on the machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, she was kind of wild. <laughs> You've slept with one of my sorority. He slept with one of my sorority sisters before. I, no, I actually thought we're on a different topic now. I don't think we're. Oh, you want to talk about her? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're okay. going back. I don't think we're. we're just full she barely head. got in. I just okay. want you all to know. <laughs> okay. She was this close to me. I was president while she got in, too. All right. Onward. Should have cut her, her ass. <laughs> we kicked her out after one semester because her grades were shit. Okay. Um, I wanted to just say an interesting exercise that I get a little clitoral stimulation, which you would never think is tricep pull downs. Yeah, I know. Whenever I do triceps, even overhead extensions, I'll get a little down there. Mm-hmm. Never enough. I would never be able to like orgasm from it, but I'm just like, oh, hello. <laughs> hello. And the, I mean, I have not looked up the reasoning for the tricep thing. I would assume there's some sort of a fascia attachment that run all the way down there. But I, I don't know. I'm not buffed up on my anatomy to know exactly. I mean, the the idea of like getting stimulated while working out is just one of the wildest things. Yeah. Like it's miserable. I don't want to die. I'm like closer to dying than I am like getting <laughs> off. Like if that's the spectrum, I'm not even like anywhere near the. That's funny. Getting your rocks is, off side. Is there like, anything Jesus. that you do that gives your peen a little jump? No, I'm getting old. Maybe your testosterone is just a little too low. You know, it's flat. It's high. I mean, that's kind of why I want to wish I would have tested it when I was younger uh, to see what my normal baseline is. But well, everyone has their own norm, so you can't really judge it on standard. That's what I mean. Range, that's yeah. What, that's, that was my point. But no, I mean, I nothing really in particular. While pregnant, the smell of tires made me crazy. Like, whoa. That turned you on? Yeah. I get that. Like, gasoline? like. But turns you – like, enjoying something and being oh, turned on by it is, like, two different things. Yeah, that is true. Fighting, arguing? Yeah, I get it. Turns her on? Amen. That's Max. You guys share that. Um, forearms. My husband's forearms. I don't feel like that's that weird. When my husband fluffs the couch pillows, my love language is acts of service. Mm. I think that's a turn on, too. When someone that really takes initiative around around the house. But that should turn you on, I feel like. I feel like that's not like a, a weird thing. Okay, this one, what turns you on but shouldn't? This trainer at my gym. I'm married, by the way, but not that happily. Mm. Mm. I can, isn't there a movie about that where she was un, she was pretty unhappy in her marriage and she went to a yoga class and the next thing you know she was like fucking the yoga instructor? Wasn't that um that one that was shot down in Hawaii with um Russell Brand? The Forgetting couple, Sarah Marshall? Maybe it was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It was the dive instructor was it the dive instructor one? I thought it was the yoga instructor and he was like putting him in that pose like Oh, that's um that's a separate movie. Oh. That's like with Vince Vaughn. Couples Retreat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Vinnie Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I get that. I kind of should. Well, I guess like I have room to talk because I married my freaking trainer. Trainer. So. Oh, yeah. I like being bossed around. That Maybe that's my kink. I just like someone bossing me around. So like it's like that friction because I hate being bossed around. But I also need someone to boss me around. Okay. We're getting, we're working it out here, guys. Mm-hmm. It's that friction. Yeah. You know, I said I was your favorite client, but I was also your worst client. Yeah, he was a handful. I was always having to like, all right, Max, like, let's go pick up the dumbbells. Max, you're up. Like, why? 
And then he would always he would always question my programming. So like we would questions. Go, I'm curious guy. Five thirty in the morning, I got program ready to go. Stations are set up. I'm like, here, we're going to do ba 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 ba. Then you're going to hit your cardio. You're going to run these suicide drills or like whatever it was that day. And Max would be like, well, why do we have to do like the one leg RDL to like step up? <laughs> and I'm like, because that's the program for today. That's why. And he like would just like I don't know if you were trying to kill time or like what yeah. he was doing, but he would always Extra question rest. me. And he was always, like, fucking around in class, like, making jokes and stuff. But that really turned me on, you know? That definitely did. Yeah, thinking did. about when we first hooked up, there was a lot of sexual tension. We oh, had my to, God. We had to work through that for a while. Yeah. I was. That was so funny. I was just thinking about that last night while I was awake at 2 in the morning. That The first night that we hooked up after, like, a year of sexual tension buildup when he was my client and I was the trainer, we finally hooked up. And we literally didn't sleep all night. We were hooking up. All night long. Like, that sounds exhausting to me right now. Yeah, yeah. But we went at it. Yeah. I still remember the smile. Because you had to go to the office the next day. Yeah. I still remember the smile on my face. I think my, <laughs> my like, cheeks were hurting because I was, like, so happy. <clears throat> I remember sitting on Calvin's desk and, like, he's like, how was your night? Because everyone – not everyone, but, like, it wasn't a secret. It's a small company. Like Yeah. We were at like, a company party the night before. Yeah, so everyone was with us and saw us leave. And yeah. they're like, oh, they finally are hooking up. Yeah, you know? and it's very common for employees to hook up. Like, it just, at it was, Under Armour? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't like – it was like, oh, my God. It wasn't, like, scandalous at all. It was like – Oh, no. But it was, like, kind of the big deal. Like, it's small, a small company. Everyone knows everyone. Oh, like, yeah. That same night, it was a Christmas party. My boss cheated on her husband with another <laughs> senior, like manager at Under Armour that night. And I, we were walking to our cart. I saw them walking to their car, and they had sexual tension in the gym that I noticed. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, she's cheating on her." She had two kids and a husband, and she was cheated on her husband that night. Yeah, that was wild to me. But yeah, yeah. sorry. Back to us. Um, <clears throat> What were you saying? Oh, yeah. I walked into work the next day and there were some, obviously, some employees in the gym. And uh, I remember like Lisa was there. Remember Lisa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, I had the best sex of my life last night. It was amazing. (laughs) I I remember just rubbing in a few people's faces because they were just like. I remember I, t- I was talking to Jim, and I was like, hey, because I was, like, trying to get some, like, bro advice to be like, hey, I think she's into me. Can you, like, <laughs> give me a second opinion? And everyone I asked for a second opinion was like, you're an idiot. Like, look at you, and then look at her. And I'm like, all right, fine. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's funny because I feel like we're the same good-lookingness or whatever you would call it. <laughs> same level of hotness. Yeah, right. I feel like we are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I look like a Neanderthal. Yeah, okay, I live by handsome. the quote. I'm way too ugly to be this cocky. That's like all time line. Like, it, no, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think I'm a bad looking. Like, but I'm definitely not good looking. Like, you could look at you and you're like, oh, this is a beautiful, this is a beautiful woman. And then you could like get to know you and be like, oh, you're a bimbo. Oh, she's actually a bitch. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, like, the thing is, like. Like, for me, it's, like, you're either, like, looks and personality or what make people attractive, right? Yeah. And then, like, most people only have one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, it's a trade-off, right? Like, smartness and athleticism. It's, like, a universal rule. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's, like, oh, no, no. My, I feel like my personality would, would makes me more attractive. You wouldn't just look at me and be, like, oh, my God. Like, you are very the charming. I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah so you're I've very had to, I've had to, I have had to, to craft my skill throughout the years. Yeah, you've done Where if job. I was just good, like, like, Leo, 
it's not going to need much personality. <laughs> it's a great-looking kid, right? Like, like he could do without personality because he could get by on looks alone. Luckily, he's also get... very funny. Yeah. Which will serve him well. Yeah, he's going to be a, a handful. Um, Things that turn me on but shouldn't. Being face-fucked. That's... <laughs> That doesn't same person. Things that turn me on but shouldn't. Gagging on his wiener until my eyes water. <laughs> okay. Can we just like can we like run these through a filter? This is gonna get I, I did. I didn't say what she wrote exactly. Oh, Jesus. And then last one, same person. Things that turn me on but shouldn't, my boyfriend's dad. Oh yeah. That's I mean, I love my father-in-law, but that is that is a bit much, I want to say. Well, I mean, it depends on like how attractive the guy is. I get no, that. it. That's doesn't. the least weirdest one of it's the three. It's your it's your partner's parent. Well, I her, mean, her they could boyfriend. be Brad Pitt. Uh, I'm her, like, it's, she said her boyfriend. Yeah, but like, that's potato potato. Not really, not really. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. Oh, nice nails, Bree. Right. I got mine done yesterday. She said I need to work on moisturizing. Yeah, that's what she said. I feel like it's not a huge difference between boyfriend and boy- being attracted to boyfriend's dad or husband's dad. Uh, it's a like world of difference. Okay. This is the difference between your boyfriend and your wife or boyfriend and your husband. It's like this is, this is a different levels of commitment here. Yeah. This one came up a couple times. Things that turn me on that shouldn't. Mopping the floor. I feel like a freak, but I swear the movement stimulates my clit. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Are you a house yeah, cleaner? Yeah, house cleaner. Yeah, right? Things that turn me on but shouldn't. I'm dairy-free, gluten-free, but watching Dave Portnoy doing his one-bite pizza oh. review. Oh. The southern accent and pizza, I don't know. Southern accent? He's from Boston. Southie accent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was this is a, that was Sorry. a wild. That was, that's a good clip right there. That was a wild. That was a wild thing. What me mispronouncing? No, 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 no. Oh. The, the 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 whole lead up. Like I'm gluten free, dairy dairy free, but Dave Portnoy. I can like, actually resonate with this going? being gluten free, dairy free. It's like I've seen him do those clips, and I think to myself, wow, that would be nice every once in a while to just yeah. be able to do something like that. Yeah, I think without being boys. sick for two two or three days following. Yeah, which I just refuse to do because it's just not worth it for me. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ones in here that are just like normal things that you'd be attracted to, like dominant men, chest hair, construction workers, big manly, strong hands, uh, tall socks with sandals and white beater tanks. Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be attracted to that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. To each their own. Although I'm pretty sure white beater tanks is not PC in 2023. What do we call them now? Mm. Undershirts. Yeah. Undertakes. White beaters. White beaters. It's <laughs> a funny name. Um, this is a funny one. Things that turn me on that, that shouldn't. A guy backing his vehicle into a parking spot and putting his right hand on the back of the passenger seat. Yeah. I mean, what, is he driving a car from the 80s? Like, who doesn't have a backup camera? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. It's true. <laughs> I'm like picturing my dad do that as I'm a kid, and I'm like, I haven't ever seen Max do that, but that's why because we have a backup camera. <laughs> yeah, but like backup cameras have been around for like 20 years. Like, or I don't know, that's so serious. true. Yeah, like what are you driving, my guy? 
That's so true. Yeah. Like Speaking of driving, dads driving minivans turn some people on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is I, that why you like driving a van? I feel like I get a lot of looks in the minivan. Really? Oh, yeah. From who? I don't know. I'm not looking, but I feel like I'm getting looks. I feel like because it doesn't. How'd you see it? I feel like because it doesn't match me. Like if you're like, hey, you see this dude? It's like, and you see him out or whatever. It's like, okay, that's, what is he? Gonna, what is he driving? <laughs> like hopping a white. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. I would say that if you j- could peg Max for drink uh, driving a certain vehicle, it definitely would be a truck. Yeah, Ford F one fifty. Yeah, West Virginia, West Virginia. Lifted. No, that's only for guys with small dicks. But um, oh. You know, it's funny. It kind of... Mm. You know, uh, it's universal truth. The bigger the car, the smaller the dick. It's it's, it's just kind of like people who brag about having more sex don't Less fuck anything. Sex yeah, yeah. It's 100%. Um, Studies show. Yeah. This is funny. Another on that topic, too. I brought Violet into uh, Blue Bottle one day. Uh-huh. I had no short of three people comment that like, oh, that's not the type of dog I thought you owned. That's so funny because yeah. <laughs> my dad had... We have a Shih Tzu. Uh, which are like small, little, fluffy, cute dogs. Uh, she's probably 10 pounds or whatever. And my dad also had a Shih Tzu. That's how I got introduced to the breed. And he would pick up so many chicks yeah. when he had that. He I was bet. single. Like, you know, obviously he wasn't like married doing this. But he would pick up a lot of chicks with the dog. And I often, I never asked him, but I often wonder like, is that why you got a Shih Tzu? Because yeah. it was like a chick magnet. A couple other ones that are like, you know, I would say are normal things to be turned on by is getting spanked and getting choked. Mm. Max loves to choke me. That is <laughs> not true. <laughs> so not true. You would probably beat me up. Light choking is okay. No, uh, that is really? Just kidding. Okay, no. That's not say. my thing. I, I've never got but that. But it's a lot of your guys' thing. Never got that read. No, you never choked me. Spain. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I've left with welts before. Let's yeah, just well, say you that. Deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am turned on by that, you know, when, when Max is like aggressive or he tells me to shut up. Really? Take this bitch. No. Oh, the thing is, is I would actually like that maybe a little bit more in the bedroom. Um, but Max doesn't like doing things that would be considered like degrading in any way to me. Yeah. Because I'm his wife. Yeah. Well, it's the whole uh, uh, Madonna whore complex or whatever the actual name is for it. Like, as a species, we, we, we like different things based off of the prospects of that person. Like, so, like, it's the Madonna, like, your wife, you, you, you judge them by a separate set of characteristics than the whore or the lady you just want to sleep with. It's very well researched, actually. I don't know if it's actually called the Madonna whore complex. I think it's colloquially referred to as that. But yeah, if you ask women, I think it was studied in men and women. But I know the women is like. So if you ask women, like, okay, what do you like in some a sexual partner? They'll name a set of like ten characteristics. And when they, what would you like with like a life partner or a spouse? It's an entirely different set of characteristics. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of cheating happens too. It's like that when you cheat on someone, it's not because they're a better version of your wife. They just check one box that you don't want your spouse to check. Yeah, so it's like if you think about like hooking up with like a random girl, like an encounter like that. It's like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to do any of the things that I do with my wife because I want to, you know, spend my life with this person. Like the whole judge them by a different set. It's really, really fascinating stuff, personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not Max's type. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, if you had to 
put a type by it. But yeah, yeah you're like, not. When that's I used to whole, stalk like, his ex girlfriends, they all looked very <laughs> <laughs> very similar. Yeah. yeah, all I mean the ones that I've seen yeah. definitely look similar. Well, I didn't have very do many not look like me. Yeah, very, I mean, girls that you few. were like sleeping with. It wasn't oh yeah, but that's a much really wider like. But girlfriends is a very like. It's a very. Like it's like There's a like one. It's one person. Three of them. Yeah. No, I mean it's like it's like one like aesthetic and like one. Oh. Like, the yeah, but yeah, I mean I think that it yeah you are I, I this is a lot. It's like you say yesterday. It's like I couldn't have dreamt you up. Like you're better than my wildest dreams. No, no, seriously. Like it's like one of those things where it's like you can't dream like. Our our minds are very expansive, but they're also very limited. Like you know what I mean. We yeah. can't think of everything that's out there. Because uh, there's a lot of options or permutations or combinations. But, um, yeah, I couldn't have s- built a better partner for myself. Thank you. And I think that's helpful, too, because you don't have expectations, right? If you have expectations, it's kind of one of the worst things you can have because – and this is, like, where when we started dating, it's like, oh, yeah, Nancy's hot as shit. Like, you should definitely try to bang her. And that was, like – that was it. That was, like, the extent of my – like thought. And even then, if for the most part, I'm like, this is stupid. Let me try to like get some of the other girls in the class who are not nearly as attractive. <laughs> no, Did be, you get any of them? No. But it'd be much easier because <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll do that. And like, not like settle, but it's like, oh, I'll just like kind of stick to like, you know. The where sure I'm, thing. Yeah. Like where I can like, you know, have a shot because I didn't have a shot with you. Lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. Little um, did you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. But I it's agree. True. It's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that to... It's ve- genuinely very true. Thank you. I feel the same way. Need someone who puts me in my place once in a while. Not many can. Yeah. Well, and it's, but the thing is like, you have to be willing to be put in your place too. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. you were like we're fighting with somebody, if another, if another woman would have treated me the same way you treat me, I'd just be like, never talk to you again. Not, okay, let me rephrase that. But you know what I mean? Like I put up with your shit the same way you put up with my shit. Because yeah. I want to, right? So it's, it's this, it's a, it's a relative thing. You don't like a- – I don't like anyone arguing with me. I like you arguing with me. Or I like arguing with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, – We don't argue that much, though. No, no, so no. <laughs> arguing, to me, like, arguing is like a nat- – like, We have discussions. A, yeah, but, like, my, I like arguing, like, discussing things. Like, to me, like, friction in that is, like, not where – it's not something to be, like, frowned upon. It's, like, that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Where you come together, you meet on a point where you disagree with, you have a thoughtful conversation about it, and you move forward. Like – without like resentment or holding a grudge or the silent treatment or anything like that. And I, I mean, personally as a parent, I think it's important to sometimes do that in front of our kids so they can see problem conflict and like the resolution. And like afterwards, like we can come together and hug and it's like, this is, this is part of being in a relationship with anyone, whether it's a friendship or, you know, mom and dad or whatever is brothers, you know, you guys are going to get an argument sometimes and like you work through it and you express yourself in like mm-hmm. a respectful way and then you move on, you know, you see like dad and I just had a discussion and I didn't agree with him about this and he didn't agree with me about that. And we, you know, talked through it and he's like, yeah, it took you guys forever when in reality it was like 15 minutes yeah. or something. <laughs> but like I made a point to be like, you know, this is a healthy relationship that we can, you know, voice our opinions and be respected and then move on and we're, you know, back to like normal, you know, because we discussed it and, you know, now we can kind of go back to business as usual. And I think it's important for me to point that out to the kids once in a while, because I don't want them having like a fall. I want them like having healthy relationships when they grow up. And I don't think couples that don't fight at all is super healthy. 
And I don't think, obviously, couples will fight a lot. But to, if you can do it in a respectful way, I think it's, you know, yeah, I mean, con- just to distill it down to life, it's like conflict resolution is one of the most important skills you can possess as an individual. Like, full yeah, stop. Totally. Like, like that is where That's all the magic it. happens. It's where all the magic happens. Like, you can't avoid it, and you can't just, like, thrive off of it and do it just because, like, it needs to be a prevent, uh, like, needs to be a productive discussion. And the exchange of ideas where, like, how we've gotten to this stage as a fucking society. So, like, it's how we'll get to the next stage. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. A couple other ones. Things that turn me on but shouldn't. This is horrible, but sometimes fat guys. Mm. I feel like that's okay. If you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. How fat, though? That's what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> oh, Bree, 600 pounds. I mean, I feel like there's fetishes for that, you know. But at a certain point, you can't like be so fat. Like, you kind of like you can't. How do you perform? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. How fat? Are a we booming talking? dad's voice. Ooh, that could be yeah. kind of hot, I guess. A booming dad's voice. <laughs> but speaking of guys being like overweight. <laughs> That's a good segue. We were talking, yes, or Max was talking probably like a week or two ago about, you know, he's trying to lose weight right now because he gained some weight um, during the pregnancy. Do you want to share how much you gained about or? Uh, I am, or I don't know what I weigh now. I, I don't know, like scales, like not the most useful metric, but yeah, I was recently, I was like 255. That's the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. But you gained, that's about 20 pounds up from where you were pre-pregnancy. Uh, yeah, maybe like, yeah. 25. 25, almost 30, yeah, yeah. So literally we gained the exact same amount of weight during this pregnancy. Wow. But I want, I want to take a moment and say like there's a reason <clears throat> for it because research shows that a man's, the dad's hormones change while the mom's hormones change and she has the pregnancy. So... We did a little, like, looking up of uh, some stuff. Now, it's not, like, greatly researched. So, I mean, take it for, like, what it's worth. It's my worth, truth. But it's Max's truth. <laughs> and it does say that testosterone levels, like, decrease during pregnancy. Of when The dad's testosterone, t- testosterone levels do decrease during the pregnancy to promote help promote more nurturing and caregiving behaviors, making fathers more spon- responsive to their partner and the baby's needs. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. But it would also make sense that body comp would change if your testosterone is dropping yeah. from a in a man. Well, a woman, too. Yeah. Um, I think prolactin's another one, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, which is, you know, primarily associated with breastfeeding moms. But studies have found that the father's prolactin levels can increase during their partner's pregnancy and continue to rise in response to the baby's birth, which might encourage fathers to be more involved in caregiving activities. So it's not your fault that you've had some weight gain. Yeah. I mean, I could also eat weight. Cortisol, better. obviously. Yeah, stress is a huge one. Yeah. And cortisol and insulin have a really <clears> close <throat> relationship, so that's going to inf- affect weight gain. Um, yeah. 47% of fathers experience weight gain during the third trimester of gestation. That was a study done in 1986. And then most uh, most of them report pregnancy symptoms in men, um, which are thought to be psychosomatic. Wait, what? Like, which are thought to be like it's in your head without oh. a physical or biological basis for the symptoms. But studies 
show that this can be linked to their body prepping for the demands of taking care of an infant. So maybe there's a link here. Yeah. Bodies prepping for interrupted sleep, needing to carry extra weight, a.k.a. the baby, et cetera. Yeah. What do you think about that? You feel your hormones have changed? Oh, 1,000%. I think that, yeah. And I think that the it's interesting, too, because it's, I think it's been universal, and it has been irrespective of, like, our income level, stress level, like, the, all these other things that have changed over mm-hmm. the course of having kids. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like I've put on more weight, but I think I've been mentally the most sharp, mentally the most happiest. Like, there's been all these other things that have really been improved upon. Like, if you look at, you know, the picture that really does it for me, was actually with Leo. I think with with Kenzie, you're so naive, <laughs> like it's so new that yeah, like first baby. you're not even smart enough to be depressed, or you're not even smart enough to be you don't know what's aware enough to, to yeah be like in the moment. But I remember with Leo, I mean, we have that family picture. We should put this, we should push this as part of the clip. Family picture of the four of us on the couch, and I'm smiling, and you can't even see my eyes. I'm so fat, <laughs> and I remember like that was the lowest point of my entire life, like. Just from a work perspective, from you know, because I was bartending, going to school, trying to make it in real estate, and I had nothing to show for it, and I was just so incredibly depressed. And this time, I'm actually none of those things, but I could still feel my body just like, dude. And my compositions changed. Like yeah. I've never once had toned arms. I've always even the strongest I even when I was two or three or training with you. I, I feel like was, you had like, toned sh- arms. No, I've never had toned. You had arms nice in my little life. shoulder boulders. No, never. Like. Well, at least it's the last thing. Like, yeah, it I is. Was a, big it is legs, the last thing. But now yeah. it's like, dude, I'm shoving, I'm packing on all my weight from here to here, from my west, from my from my chest to my freaking armpits, like, and it's just like sticking there. And it, granted, like, I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm now I am because I'm like three weeks solid. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's it's ultimately, I think it does, but I think it's been compacted or compounded by my inability to like move regularly like you do uh and really just maintain a strict diet i think that it would i think i would still experience those not to the degree that i have yeah. if i was a little bit tighter but yeah i think in a different life when i cut down to 203 i became like a fitness fitness influencer as well and i'm like spouting off all this stuff that i don't know but like that you do and it's like you're just fucking clueless you look at these guys out here who are doing steroids and i'm like have no stress no kids aren't married you know i was like dude that's easy like you know, and I, to me, it's like that guy who has like, you know, a, a job or whatever, all these other commitments, and you still prioritize, like you have kids and you're still prioritizing time to work out. Yeah, like, like that's, that's inspirational. Yeah. Holy shit. But if you're fucking like, like basically jobless, childless, whatever it is, like, dude, like, what else? What? How are you not fit? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. Like, what? Like, what are your? What's your excuse? Some sort of like mental issue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you're, like, we all cope in different ways. It's like, um. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm right now. I mean, I think right now I'm the sharpest I've ever been. So I think I have, you know, a setup with a, I'm the I'm the most self aware, and yeah. that's I think what it comes down to is mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm okay. I can't work out on my own, so I go to rack. It's great, great for my mood, great for every single thing. It's it really is amazing. I was talking with a trainer yesterday how counterintuitive it is that if you expend more energy, you have more energy. Yeah, it sounds like the dumbest thing you've ever heard of. Like, but I think it goes back to that like hormone management oh, thing. Dude, it's crazy through like lifestyle. Yeah, I think fitness will help you regulate. I mean, it'll help regulate. I mean, it's just it's just amazing the benefits of moving. 
Yeah. There's a recent study that just came out that that says exercise was shown to be more powerful than uh, antidepressant medication oh, prescription. I 100% believe that. That's not saying that you shouldn't take yeah, yeah, medicine sure, if you sure, need sure. it, but it's just an, an interesting insight to just how powerful movement can be for, you know, your mental health yeah. and physical health. That's it's really also interconnected, so which is. I don't think we give enough, you know, credit to. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's interesting for me to have someone like you. And, you know, before we started dating, it was funny. When we started dating, everyone would ask me what you were like because you never – really let anyone in yeah you always, i mean you still kind of occasionally let me in but but like oh, that's <laughs> i'm just kidding but but like the thing is like you are a machine yes in an area where most people struggle with like yeah. just putting us on a spectrum let's just say that i have no issues with like finance or like that realm of things business whatever it is and then i have a ton of issues with fitness and nutrition yeah you have zero issues with fitness and nutrition and it's it's that's an area that I think more people struggle with. Oh yeah. Like and they look at you like like you're just a machine, you're a freak of nature, you're an alien, you're all these things. And it's really wild to me to kind of have watched you over these like, you know, at this point like fucking 10, 12 years unwavering in your commitment yeah. to moving yourself, prioritizing your thing. And like be clear you still have a lot of problems. Like, just the same way I do. It's like, it's like, it's just one thing that you don't struggle with that most people struggle with and allows you to kind of focus on your other demons. I think that's the biggest thing is it'll allow you to focus on the things that really you struggle with. Yeah. I mean, we all um, have our thing, you know what I mean? Everyone has and their it's thing. it's like, I hope that I can be like inspiring to people that watch my lifestyle choices yeah. when it comes to nutrition and fitness because one, that's my job. That's why I'm here to like help people. Yeah. Um, and two, know that, like, don't compare yourself to me because, one, this is my career. And two, this is not an area that I struggle in. Now, to be fair, I do wake up, you know, often where I'm like, I don't want, I don't feel like working out today. But I have the discipline to still get out of bed and go down there and work out or yeah. go to the gym and work out. And I might be bitching to myself the whole workout, but I will still do it. And I will still perform at a high level for my fitness level. That is something that maybe I hope inspires you, but doesn't like eat at you. Like, why aren't I like that? Because there's probably things that you're really good at that I struggle with. You know what I mean? So like we all have our thing is what I'm saying. So like, let it be inspiration, but not like, what's the word? Like, don't let it bring you down that like, you're well, not as disciplined. Be, yeah. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel guilty. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at people who are inspirational and they feel guilty about their own choices. Yeah. And they, their first reaction is to like, throw shade at that person yeah i just wanted to help motivate people which is why i share it you know and you're not like preachy about it i try not to be i try not to be it's like and i was making this uh the other day somebody it's like my generation or our generation is like so focused on like something like uh writing a book or whatever it is like no no no. you want to do things worthy of writing a book about first and then look back and be like, all right, let me like kind of document these experiences. Yeah, let me share this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like focus on doing something worth sharing, not yeah. sharing just for the sake of sharing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's funny. You see that with like, I think that first generation of like YouTube stars or like streamers where it's like, they don't have a skill or a talent. They were just early. And mm-hmm. like, that's wonderful. But like, I'm hopeful that like the next generation and yeah, will gonna adopt more of like your thing where it's like, hey, no, no, no this is who I am I'm trying to add value. You're bringing somebody to the table. Yeah, and you've always been good about this too. It's like, hey, I'm here when you need me. Like, I'll never yeah. go out and be like, hey, like, 
what's like, when are you going to come into the gym? Or like, when are you going to start the diet plan? Or it's like, no, yeah. no, no. Like you can, everyone's on their own journey. You could come and join. Yeah. When you're ready, you're ready I will be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if like, you're not ready now, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's no rush. Like it is what it is really. I try not to, I mean, I was definitely like this in person when I was, had a full book. So I would never like push my classes on yeah. anyone or I would never push my one-on-one on anyone. It was just like referral only, like tell your friends if you like it. And like, that was it. Like I never did any sales or marketing for myself. And I had a full book. Like I was very busy, you know, um, online it's a little bit like different because we have to like market you know but I was like like every morning I wake up and there's a bunch of notifications of reviews that we get from move your bump or birth recovery center and 99% of the time it's like five-star review and I could hammer social media all day long with reviews that we get and comments that we get or dms that we get like I had this benefit, but I just almost feel awkward doing that because I feel like I'm like constantly bragging about my own stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, like you want to share client experiences, you know? So I get in this like, do I share this or how often do I share it? I want people to know that like there's a lot of people that love it and it's working for them. So maybe like they would want to try it sometime. But I don't know. I just, I always like internally fight because I'll screenshot things all the time. I'll be like, I'm going to post this today. And I just never post it. And I'm like, I just feel weird posting it. I feel like I'm bragging and I don't like that feeling. I have a funny story about that. Remember when we were at uh, Whole Foods? I think, I don't think we had kids. Oh yeah. But we were like this, we were at Whole Foods shopping and this one lady and we needed money. Like we came, we came out here and we were like, it was before I had, (laughs) I was training in person at gyms, at people's private homes and doing classes at studios and like headquarters of different like businesses and stuff. I did all kinds of stuff. Hustling. Hustling. Like I was working at least 80 hours a week. I mean, running all day long, 14 hour days sometimes, you know? It's funny to think back about like how, so we were in Whole Foods, which was when we moved here, a big, a big deal. Like we yeah. didn't shop at Whole Foods. The Whole Foods wasn't around. We didn't shop at Whole Foods well, growing Baltimore, up. Well, yeah, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, was there one in Baltimore? Yeah. Harbor Where? East. Harbor East. I'll go there for lunch. Oh, day. that's right. That's right. That was kind of out of the way. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. So like we're doing this stuff and it was a, it was a big culture shock when we were first moved here. Oh like, yeah. Baltimore to Orange so much County. Nicer it's here. Like, dude, it's a huge difference. And it's so expensive out here. Yeah. And we're like hustling, like rubbing two pennies together to make a nickel. And and we were at Whole Foods in the line. And this lady stopped you. And she was a good looking, like you can tell Mom. she had money. And she was like, oh, my God, I love your body. And she's like, like, your arms she's are just like, like yeah, oh, she's so great. And she's like, what is your secret? And you're like, well, I'm a trainer. Like, you know, I love XYZ, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I work out with my trainer and like. Yeah, she's not working, and, like, I would just love to look like you. <laughs> and, like, I'm just sitting there watching you guys talk, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, it's like you just got to find the right person and stick with it and, you know, have a great day. And I was like – and she walked away. I was like, Nancy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like – she just, like, literally just – Give her your like, car. Yeah, I was like, how do you not have, like, like, a pitch? Uh... Or, like, hey um, – she's, like, literally throwing at you herself for business, and you're just like, she's like I right, want to cool, be your client. Like, just take yeah, this yeah. ticket. And I'm like, yeah okay have a nice day yeah yeah she and i, I was just like, felt weird being like well i can help you yeah, yeah you know? but that's but that's how you are it's like you're not you are going to be who you are regardless of whatever kind of external stimuli yeah comes your way yeah and that to me is expiring because a lot of people would struggle with that they 
are more shaped by the environment around them than they are shaping the environment around them. Totally. And that's inspiring. But like at yeah. what age or what point do you look like you're like, oh, because the thing is this, it's easy to say, oh, it's just who you are. But it's like, that's not the whole truth because you struggle with it. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, like you don't want to, people that are committed like you, you just imagine them waking up at 5 a.m. every morning and being like, oh, huge smile on their face. Be like, oh my God, this is great. Like I want to work out for an hour and you never want to sleep in. But like at what point did you make the decision like, oh, this is undeniably like who I'm going to be? Like, can you trace it back to like a certain like time or point? Oh, for sure. I mean, well, it, it like all it goes back to like the story of why I quit everything and went back and got my master's in kinesiology and decided I was going to do this like full time because it was a part time thing that was like a hobby. Plus, it was a part time gig, but I also had a full time gig doing something else. Um, but after my, when my dad died, I, I, uh, he died when I was 20 and I was barely 20. I just turned 20 and I went down like a really bad path. And at the time I was working in gyms, but just part-time for fun. Uh, and I started running one day because I was just like so depressed, you know, obviously. And I noticed I was having like these emotional releases as I would run. And I started like kind of like linking like my health, like my emotional and mental health to my physical movements. And the more I ran, the more I did, the more like healed I felt like I was becoming, like I was able to grieve his death a little bit better. So I kept running and running and running. And then I decided I'm going to do a race. Like I'm going to do a half marathon. So I trained for this half marathon and running my first half marathon it was like something came – I have told this story, I think, before. But while I was about to cross the finish line of my first half marathon, it was like a spiritual like event where like I – it's like emotional for me to think back on because it was so real to me. But like I heard his voice, my dad's voice, <laughs> in my head, and he said <laughs> – edit this part out – don't edit this part out. <laughs> he said, like, as I was crushing the finish line, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, show the power of this to other people. And I just started, like, crying. And it was like a light bulb. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is it. Like, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm not supposed to be trying to do X, Y, and Z. This other stuff that I was, like, thinking of is, like, this is my purpose. So I like decided right then and there I was going to go back to school and get my master's in kinesiology because I thought no one would really take me seriously unless I had a really good degree in this because I always thought personal trainers were like dismissed as being like oh just like this fit person that decided they were going to start training people so I was like I want people to take me seriously so I'm going to go back and get a master's of science in it and I that's when I did it and then I started like working under other people as like they were my mentors in nutrition and in kinesiology in the gym and then I went back and I, I it took me a while to get a full book to go full-time but uh that was the moment that was the moment but if you're 20 that would have been 18 years ago yeah right I've been I've been fully in the industry for 18 years but for two years before that I was still working in a gym like at West Virginia yeah like as a part-time like gig you know because I just liked it. You know, I, I liked, I, I started gaining weight in high school when I was going to college and I didn't like the weight gain. <laughs> I got up to like 125 when I usually I'm like 110. 
And I was like, this is not cute, you know? So then I started like counting calories and working out of the rec center. And then I was like, let me just get a job here. And then I started working with Heath, who was like our like coordinator for the rec center. I don't even remember him, but he would teach me about like body composition. I just started like learning stuff from him, but my goal was just to lose weight. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to do this for like a living or anything. It was just kind of like fun and interesting to learn about and manipulate my own body to like get to a certain goal. So I started doing that, but I realized how powerful it was where I was like, I will never not work out is when I started running and realizing like how much it impacted my mental health. And then during that half marathon was when the moment I was like, I have to quit everything else I'm doing. And this is what I need to do with my life. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I was Googling like how much a personal trainer makes. And it was like $24,000 <laughs> a year. And I was like, I don't know, I'm going to afford this, but I have to do it. I got to find a way. And for a while I bartended to be able to do it. Yeah. You know, I bartended on the nights and the weekends to be able to go into it. And then when I got my job at Under Armour headquarters, that was like the real, like I started making like good money for them back then when I started working there mm-hmm. where I was like making probably 75 grand a year or something. And I was like, oh, this is, I can live off this, you know, and yeah. then just going up from there, hustling. Yeah. You're a hustler. We did it together. And I'm so thankful that I went into fitness because I never would have met my husband Yeah. if I didn't change career paths and go into it full time. So. It's hard not to believe there's something else going on when your life falls into place like that. It leads you in directions that are unexpected and you have divine interventions. And yeah, I mean, it's like 20, it happened, what, 18 years ago that happened. And it's like emotional for me to talk about even to this day. It's like those kind of things I feel like aren't just like some idea in your head. It's like a higher power or something not to get like too woo woo. Yeah. But it, like, changed my life. That moment in time changed my life forever. Yeah. It is funny, because, but there's, a, I'm sure there's, there, that's a powerful one, and there's probably 20 more yeah. throughout the years. It's oh, like, yeah. I was thinking about one on the, on the bike back from work this morning. It's like, if we had not have visited back in Newport in September, probably would have never came back. If we would have came in October, or November, December, whatever it is, it wouldn't have been as impactful as that September trip. Because I was thinking like how powerful this like month is with like local summer and how it like put the wheels in motion to like oh yeah come back and well we had to give like context so we we after we dated in Baltimore for a few a couple well for like eight seven months Max got a job offer in Orange County California so Max decided like he wanted to take the job he wanted to leave Under Armour and then I decided I'm going to move with him so we moved to California after dating for seven months and then I started building my business up here whatever whatever we lived here for about eight years um and then when I was pregnant with Leo we decided that we were going to move to Texas to like lower our cost of living, get like live in suburbia, get a bigger house, just like take the stress of like the financial load from like living in Orange County, California off of us. Um, I could transfer there with a company that I was working for at the time, blah, blah, blah. So we did that. And almost immediately I realized like this is not going to work. I do not feel at home here. This is just not my jam. And we had just bought a house there. We had spent like so much money to move there, move all our belongings, whatever. Like it was a whole big thing. And it took us about a year to move back. But like I needed to convince Max did not want to move back. He's like, listen, we just like moved our entire lives here. Like this is supposed to take stress off of us, like financially. Like we bought this house. Like what are you talking about? We're not moving back to California. Like we just left. And well, to be fair, I was I we're not going to move back and live 
how we well at first you were like that but then he was like listen i'm not moving back to california and living the same way that we lived before we live far from the beach we never go to the beach we pay all this money to live at the beach but don't use the beach like no yeah we're gonna make we're gonna make trade-offs yeah if you're we're gonna go back we're gonna gonna make trade-offs that was one of the (laughs) trade-offs No one's stopping you. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Kenzie doesn't even want you to get a motorcycle. Okay. So I was like, how can I show Max that if we moved back to California, it would be different this time. Like it wouldn't be so stressful. It wouldn't be us working around the clock seven days a week. Like it was just, we were hustling, you guys, like hustling hard. And when you're hustling that hard with being pregnant and with a toddler, it was just, it was so much on both of us, like stress wise. I was carrying a lot of the financial load and Max was trying to like finish his MBA and he was also working a commission job. It was just so stressful. So I was like, how can I show Max that things are going to be different this time? So I booked a vacation to come back here at like the best time of the year, which is local summer, which basically is like the end of August through September. So we booked uh, Airbnb on the beach and I convinced him to come back, which he wasn't even that excited to come back for. He was like, I don't want to go back to Newport. We like just left yeah, Newport. we literally just left. We why do you want to go on vacation? We entire savings into buying a home. Yeah, I was like, you know, he said, why do I go on vacation in this place that we lived all these years? And I'm like, please, please, I just miss it so much. Like, I want to go back. I want to see our friends. Da, da, da. So we finally agreed. So I booked this Airbnb. We get to California and it was just, I was just praying it would be a different situation. And like the first day I could tell he was pretty resentful and he was kind of just like big leaguing, like everything. I'm like, it's so beautiful today. And he's like, yeah, like whatever, you know? And then at some point something clicked and started like changing when we came back to visit here. And what, like, what was it? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah I do. It, I would sit outside on the patio every night. And just, I was drinking at the time. So I would like, just have a few beers by myself. And I'd invite some guys over one night. The, the, the Davies over. And I was talking with them. And I was listening to the Waves Crafts and just, like, think. And just, like, I love to think. <laughs> and I was just, like, kind of, like, just over that point, it was very therapeutic for me. Just to sit out there, listen to the Waves, you know, have a few, have a few beers and just, like, you know, just be alone in my thoughts for a while. And just kind of adjust, you know, my mindset. Because um, I am very opinionated, but I'm also I'm never married to my opinions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, like, ha- find a way. And, like, as you look at, you look at our, like, the way that we operate is that you don't expect anyone to do anything for us. You want something done, you're going to have to do it. Like, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, right? Yeah. Like, like so it's like, all right, if she wants to move back. And this is something we argue about, not argue about in marriage is like, I think, and this is maybe for husbands out there too. I think if I could boil down a lot of frustrations in marriages, it's this, it's the, it, that the woman, and this is a generalization, the, the woman doesn't understand or doesn't have a, a great importance on the, the concept of trade-offs, right? Because like they want their cake and eat it too. They want their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Where, and everyone, all guys, everyone wants their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like it's a universal truth. Like who wouldn't want to do that, totally. right? But like with guys, I think like like women are or or men are more rooted in like the reality, the the the, the harsh reality of nature. Yeah. Whereas they're realistic. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So it's it's where I was like, all right, like Nancy, like I too want to live at the beach. You know, like who wouldn't want to live at the beach, right? Like yeah. I too want to do her. But if we are going to do this, here are all the other sacrifices that we're gonna have to make. And for me, it's like you have to. I think it's helpful guys to frame that way when, 
and women just need to understand that those are the variables, right? Like, and I think those are things like, okay, if you want this, then you have to be okay with all these other yeah. things, right? Yeah, it's and true. And you can't be like, hey, I want to move to the beach and I want to drive this nice car and, and I want to do all these things. It's like, fuck, come on, dude. Like, like yeah. what? Like, I want those things too, but, but I also, yeah, if it's like, well, also realistic is like, you, it's not, you're not going to get there without some hard work, pain, suffering, whatever it is, right? You can get lucky, sure. Everyone gets lucky, right? You can't control luck. And I was thinking about this today with the boys. It's like they will grow up not seeing that side of our lives. Yeah. Which I think is kind of interesting, right? They don't. They haven't seen all the hard work and all the failure that's gone in for us yeah. to get to this point. Yeah. They'll just know it is like. I feel it made me think of that too. It's like someone was asking their kid, like, "Oh, what does your dad do?" They have no clue. They have no clue how to conceptualize what we do for a living. I asked for like, Father's Day. I asked our boys what Max did for a living, and Leo said he takes out the trash. <laughs> I <laughs> know it's 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 funny, right? It goes back to that quote that the only people that are <laughs> and then they told me that I shoot podcasts. Oh, That's yeah. what I do for a living. Yeah, well, Kenzie knew that I do fitness, but Leo was like, "You shoot the podcast." Yeah. I'm like someone asked me yesterday on a lunch, they were like, "What did your dad do before he owned any ants?" I couldn't tell him. Yeah, what did he do? I don't know. I know he worked at the ticket office. And I think he well, worked at a bank. Now I know I'm going to ask him next time I see no, him. No, no, I know. But I was like, that's a, that's a really interesting question. It's because you, you, you grow up and you have a memory. Your memory starts at an age, whatever that age is, right? That's probably eight or six or how old the boys are now. And I mean, just think about in six years when, when Paisley started. Like, how, where are we going to be in six years? Yeah. Right? And that'll be f- her first earliest memories of, yeah. you know. It is kind of wild to think Mead. about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, is, it is crazy. They, but yeah, so like you know, long story long, we, I showed him what life could be like here. That was not as stressful and was a lot more about living, uh, our lifestyle the way we wanted to live it instead of living, you know, just work, which is essentially what we were doing. Yeah. And I made it, we did, I made a lot of sacrifices. We sold everything we had. We rented furnished like apartments to like kind of get started on back here. Um, that we're on the beach, and I don't regret it at all. It was no. so worth all those sacrifices. Like, the car sacrifice, everything was worth it yeah. to me. Yeah, space is a big – I mean, you just trade You give up Life's space, yeah. You give up a right? yard. You give up privacy. <laughs> you give up, like, a lot, you know, a lot of things to live at the beach. But uh, this is the kind of lifestyle that I that makes me happy. Like, I was really depressed uh, living the way that, you know, in, like, suburbia where it just, like – no one's outside. There's not like a community, like the weather. It just was not for me. Yeah. But this isn't for a lot of other people. So just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think the space trade off is one that a lot of people are Won't like. Won't make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I realized like, you know, when we moved to Texas, we had a big house and we didn't use it. Yeah. Like we used the first floor and like that was it. And my house was like so much messier because it was harder to keep up with more space, which to give you guys credit, you all told me that was going to happen before I left. You all said, don't get a big house because it's going to be harder to clean, harder to keep like from clutter building up. And uh, you're so right. And now our house is not that big. And like every night I put the house to bed, you know, where I'll like clean up before bed and like on a dirty night, like where that we haven't, been picking up for a while or whatever max time it'll take me is like 20 minutes like i can have the whole house like done you know yeah and that's really nice too so i'm kind of i'm kind of glad we don't have a lot of space and it's nice to rent your house where you know you have kids in it <laughs> like, 
yeah. hard on things, you or know, the AC because the shit and you have to replace it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, there's trade-offs, you know. We don't own our house, so. Yeah. But okay, that's a good place to wrap it up. Any last thoughts? <clears throat> no. Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.